You're listening to a special flashback edition of the Bellator Christie podcast. On this edition, we are joined by Siv Ashley as she talks about a fascinating story about how she came to Christianity and also survived the killing fields in Cambodia from where she's from as she makes her way from Cambodia to the USA. Uh, This fascinating first part of a two-part series on the flashback edition of the Bellator Christie podcast. Listening to the Bellator Christie podcast on a special flashback edition, where we take a look at some of the best interviews and podcasts that we had on Block Talk Radio. You may hear the program called Redeeming Truth Radio, but no worries, you're still listening to the same podcast. Now, join us now as we go back in the halls of history to the best of the Bellator Christie podcast on Block Talk Radio. States uh, as she, when she was in her teenage years, and um, she uh, she uh, anyhow she was in Cambodia and was a uh, survivor of the concentration camps in Cambodia, and so she had an opportunity to her dad, as she will tell you, uh, had an opportunity to uh, to come to know the Lord. He told her, her about uh, Jesus, otherwise called Jusu in Cambodian. And so, uh, and so you're going to hear the interview. She does have a book coming out, uh, which is due perhaps around September, called Siv, uh, S-I-V. And so be looking for that. It should be available sometime this September. Also, uh, we want to let you know about, if you'd like to contact her to have her come to your church, we'll give you this information uh, towards the close of the show as well. You can email her at K at gmail.com. Once again, that's S-I-V-S-O-N-K at gmail.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's go ahead and join the interview already in progress. From the Carolinas to the world via the World Wide Web, this is Redeeming Truth Radio, and today we have a very special guest uh, who will be with us on this show and next week's show as well, and that's Miss Siv Ashley. Uh, she has an absolutely phenomenal testimony uh, to share, and we are going to interview her. And uh, Siv is a survivor of the concentration camps in Cambodia, and God has done just an absolutely amazing work in her life as you're getting ready to hear. So, Siv, we welcome you to our broadcast. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Siv, we were, uh, obviously, as we mentioned before, uh, you were a survivor from the uh, concentration camps in Cambodia under the evil regime of Pol Pot. 
but times weren't always bad. Uh, I remember in your testimony you said the early life were, was really good in Cambodia. Can you share with us a, a few things about uh, the early your early years in Cambodia? Yes. Um, in my early years in Cambodia, life was very normal for me. Just like most kids, uh, we play a lot. Um, and um, our family was small. Um, we um, very commuted this together. And um, like, um, I didn't know God then. Uh, our family was taught about being a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. And um, life was, uh, you know, it was, was okay. Uh, my family farm, uh, when I say farm, it's not like a, a big tractor or anything. <laughs> we uh, have maybe a, a, an acre or two. Uh, we we farm with an animal, uh, elephant, ox, um, kids from the age of um, five to um, ten, you know, help out um, as, as soon as you could walk, in other words. Um, they, um, we, we just, you know, we, we farm what we, we eat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we catch what we eat, you know, and things like that. And, uh, uh, life was really, um, normal for us. And, um, we, uh, just, uh, we just didn't know the Lord at the time. And, um, but by the time, um, by the time I was 10, um, Life was changing, and um, at that time, uh, my my dad was introduced to um, Jesus Christ. And how about uh, he went to Phnom Penh, which is the capital of Cambodia? Uh, I guess a group of Christians um, or missionary or someone that know the Lord, and um, um, he had learned about Christ. And and I was introduced to it at the time I was about. I, I take it back instead of ten to seven, around that time uh, to know the Lord. And um, when I ended, when my dad introduced me to to Christ, it was just a, a word I couldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. So I assume at that time I was safe. Mm-hmm. You know, asked the Lord to end my heart, and um, our family just. Um, you know, instead of worship uh, Buddha, we worship God. Amen. And secretly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you had to have did you have to have house churches and and, and worship like as you said secretly to to worship. Well, um, our village, which you know they um, every week they will go together. We all will go together, like going to worship uh, a God that is not exist. You know, like Buddhism, and so we just pretend. Mm-hmm. But when we get home, when we get to our um, our, our house, we will uh, at night time we will secretly worship Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dad would tell me, you know, to be not to tell the neighbor because we will get seri- you know seriously punished. And so he said, um, if you ever get in trouble, just call on the name Jesus Christ. Mm. What was the name? I remember in your testimony that you gave, gave at church. Uh, was it Jusu? Jusu. 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 Well, unfortunately, uh, as time went on, 
things took a turn for the worse, as as you uh, tell us in your testimony. Uh, can you share some of the events that took place when the atrocities of Pol Pot's regime, his soldiers, uh, came to play? I remember you said there was a parade of some sort. Uh, right, right. The Cambodia War started. Uh, what most people don't understand, right up to Vietnam, Vietnam War was ended, you know, and um, and that's one the Pol Pot soldier knew that they can take control of it. They they come in like um, it's like a parade. They come in, you know, and I remember vividly that um, just a bunch of soldiers just with guns and grenades and um, where this head uh, in their head is like a red bandana, and they're coming in and just you know fire shots up in the air. And we kids, we thought you know, wow. It was just, you know, just awesome, you know, just like maybe a parade, just celebrate the Vietnam War in it. But it's not the case. Yeah. They uh, suddenly, our world turned upside down. I remember my dad um, quickly knew something was really bad going to happen. Yeah. So um, he reached me and my brother. And um, the first thing he did, he took out a knife, and he cut all my hair off. Um, put uh, elephant poop all over me. I didn't understand it at first. And uh, later on, I knew what what he did is for my safety. Right. So um, some of the events that it's just so horrified that sometimes it's so hard for me to talk about. Oh, yeah. And children, children was taken from their parents. Just literally took them, they just took them aside. Pretty girl was being raped. Mm. Young boy uh, was taken to train to be a soldier. Mm. And uh, just, um, like I said, the the words. I mean, my whole world was just turned upside down into the spare moment. And you know, the, I, I, and this shows ignorance on my part, and and it's a shame because when you normally think of concentration camps, when you normally think of of things like that, you think of Auschwitz, you think of World War Two, mm -hmm. and and really, before you came and shared your testimony, I I didn't even know that those things happened. And it really opened my eyes to the things that go on in the world that many times aren't really publicized right, as much. Right, right, yeah. Well, it's because, you know, um, Cambodia War is nobody want to bottle because they thought, you know, U.S. didn't want to have nothing to do with it because, you know, they pull out all the soldiers out on mm -hmm. the Vietnam. And so no one heard about this. And we was we were being... Uh, some people call, uh, ask me a question, a special question. Is this a Washington a Holocaust? Mm. I said I was I wasn't there, mm. but I bet you it's just as bad. Mm. Kid was to making you know kids were made to work in the rice field. Young kid from morning to night, and how I survived is by the grace of God. Mm. He protected me throughout. 
um, I try not to give away so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you do have a book we want to talk about uh, throughout this show and, of course, our next show as well. Uh, you have a book that you've written and are, are looking to get it published uh, entitled Civ, a memoir, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, hopefully will be out very soon. Uh, but, but as you said, by the grace of God, you you were spared and were eventually able to escape uh, escape the uh, the camps. H- how did all that take place? How did how did you how were you able to escape? Well, um, by that time, um, when I was in a concentration camp, um, by that time, most of the people was dying. Um, we escaped twice. The first time we got captured back. And the first and the second time, I was I was um, running with a group about 1,200, and we uh, to this mountain. Um, it's between the, um, Thailand's border, uh, between Cambodia and Thailand's border, and we sit on top of that mountain for the longest time. It seemed like the longest time. When you're waiting for something, it usually it it seemed like forever you know and we sit on top of that mountain and I thought um this is it for me I ain't gonna make it um I, I'm gonna die in this mountain here never gonna reach Thailand's border but you know I pray and I pray I pray what I could pray where how my dad taught me how to pray and then suddenly, a man out of nowhere, he swooped, I mean, just scooped me out of there. During this time, this is when I heard some helicopter had dropped some supply or some, some sort. And I thought, you know, everyone was reaching for a package. Um, and I, I'm, I was sure that it was safe. So I was trying to reach up for a package also, but Port Port soldiers were there too, mm. coming right at us and um, shooting at us. And out of middle of nowhere, this this man grabbed a hold of me, and he was scared. I was scared. He couldn't speak my language. I couldn't speak his language. Uh, I look over his shoulder there was a flag mm. on that uniform now at that time I didn't understand what the uniform is I didn't know what a flag is because I, I never did have uh, the opportunity to go to school to know what other countries flag look like or anything now we both were scared we running out middle of, I mean, through the jungle as fast as we could go to by the time we got away from the enemy, he set me in the border of Thailand, mm. where refugee camp was there. He left me there, and um, again, the Lord has protected me. Mm. My aunt, I have a, I have an aunt left. Um, she was in the same camp. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you talk about amazing how God 
protected me. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt, she was looking for her family, see anybody survive or not. And I just happened to be there. And, you know, um, she found me uh, by talking uh, to a lady, and uh, she's, uh, she said, you know, this little girl, I feel sad for her. She, she lost everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just happened to mention my name. And my aunt said, that's my niece. Please take me to her. I will love her no matter what. And we will go to a place called America. Mm-hmm. And that's something you said your dad kept telling you if you place your faith in Christ that he'll that he'll deliver you. And it's almost like he knew right, that right. you'd be able to come to America. Right. That was just repeatedly for my dad. So if you just put your faith in Christ, no matter how hard it is it seems to you, says, trust in him. And you will go to a place called America. <laughs> My dad was such a believer. Mm. Such a believer. Yeah. Phenomenal man. Phenomenal man. Now, how and when you, you were rescued by you know, the American troops there, um, how and when did you arrive in America? And uh, I understand that you were adopted. Was it a family or was it a church that adopted you? It's a church. Um for I, for all the church in in every <laughs> again you know by the grace of God and um how he protected me um nineteen seventy nine a church in Jefferson in Ash county Jefferson united at the church um in Ash county in north carolina so um a, a lady named Anna Ruth she was in charge of the mission. And um, worst week was the pastor there, and uh, she came to the pastor one day and said, "I would like to adopt a family from another country." <laughs> Out of the blue, I mean, you know, it's not like they have a plan or anything. Um, and then the pastor, uh, Pastor Sweet, said, "What would you like to adopt a family for?" And she said, "You know, it seemed like God calling me," and. Um, I want to get a family and see how hard they can work to compare to a family that have raised here. <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm just, sure there was no contest. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. You know, later on in, in years, I asked her about these questions. And uh, she said, um, you know, it was just, it just got God calling me to, to get a family from Cambodia. And the pastor said, for all the country, you want Cambodia? And she said, that's what I want. And so she looked through about 80,000 pictures. Mm. She spotted me in a crowd. She said, you know, it seemed like you have a mom and dad and two siblings with you, but you seemed like you wanted me to hold you. Mm. And I told the pastor that I wanted this family. (laughs) I wanted your family. So I was adopted by United Methodist Church in Jefferson, in Ash County, in 1979. We came here in July. Couldn't speak a word of English. <laughs> I started kindergarten at 15 years old. Didn't know what school is because I've never been taught school, you know. Uh, in five years, I accomplished, I guess, 
I can say it, but most kids go through 12 years of school. <laughs> yeah. And um, I graduated from Ash Central High School um, in 86. Um, and then uh, went on to Wilkes Community College for two years. And um, I, I I mean, you know, I've just, I, I just been, been blessed, been blessed. Absolutely. We were talking about this before the show about... Uh, you know the work ethic, and and you instill that that work ethic in your own kids. And we were just talking about your son, how he was actually uh, the, the employer was was begging him basically to come to work for him uh-huh. when he, as soon as he was able to work. Able to work, yeah, yeah. Um, the well, as as I was arrived at you know to America, and um, all I know is about working. Mm-hmm. I've been working ever since I was knee high, you know, and so. Um, to me, I think working is not going to hurt anybody. <laughs> Amen uh, there. <laughs> yeah, even though you have a lot or you don't have a lot at uh, none at all, working is what God put us here, and to work for our food, to work mm-hmm. for what you know. Or if you have enough, give it away some. <laughs> you know that is so funny because uh, in a book that I've been reading by David Platt uh, called Radical, he was talking about the very thing that you said there mm-hmm. about uh, the importance of uh, you know of, of, of giving way. I mean, because I mean it's all God's anyhow, really. Right. Well, how is uh, how is life for you now? I mean, I mean you've we've been through such incredible uh, from the horrors. Uh, and the heartbreaks of the Cambodian concentration camps now to amazing uh, heights that you've achieved, quite frankly, what a lot of people who were born in this nation haven't done, going to college or receiving your college degree. Uh, how How is life for you now? Life for me right now is um, a word that I could not describe. It's phenomenal. Right. Uh, being... Um, you know, finding Christ in my heart, and um, I have a wonderful husband. Got two. I'm not saying this because I'm brag about it. It's because God blessed me with them. Absolutely. And um, I got two wonderful kids. Got a wonderful job. Um, a, a wonderful health. Yeah. And that's something to be grateful yeah. for there as well. Yeah, wonderful health. And it's just uh, God bless me every each day. Mm-hmm. And um, to know him is just like, uh, you know, he protected me all the way this, this month. You know, I need to give back, you right. know, um, um, give back whatever I can. Um, and I, I, like I said, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just couldn't describe it. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what do you do? I mean, what what do you consider? And I'm going to throw you a curveball here because we didn't have this on our list. Okay. Um, how how do you how do you see yourself serving the Lord now in this present time? I can see myself serving the Lord that whenever a church call for me, whenever a mission trip call for me, I'm going to go. Right. I'm gonna serve him the way he has blessed me, mm-hmm. um, um, which I have done uh, some of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which that's what we're gonna talk more in, our, in more in detail right, about in our right. next show. Yeah, yeah. We try not to give away a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, well, now is there um, is there a way if if say there are churches that's uh, that's listening to your testimony. 
and obviously we've just gone through just a very brief portion of your testimony here today is there a way that they can contact you that you would feel comfortable is, is by Facebook or is there an email or, or contact information that you would feel comfortable giving uh, yeah um, email 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 will be fine um, it will be S-I-V S-O-N K at gmail.com once again that's S S-I-V for Siv, S-O-N-K at gmail.com. Right. So if you're interested in having Siv actually come and, and share her testimony, which you will be blessed. I mean, because obviously uh, we're only giving you a portion of, of the testimony that she has, a powerful testimony in what God has done and is doing uh, through her life. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this uh, edition of uh, Redeeming Truth Radio. On our next show, uh, we're going to talk about talk to Sif about the second half of this story. Uh, she actually went on a mission trip, which I know she was. Uh, she came for the women's banquet, and I didn't get a chance to hear this. So I'm, I'm, the the, the testimony is phenomenal, but I am really interested in hearing about what happened. Uh, on our second show as we talk about how Siv actually went back to Cambodia on a missions trip and my understanding is there were some phenomenal things uh, that happened there as well. So uh, we're going to uh, see you back next week uh, for a broadcast and remember the truth will set you free. views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of bellatorchristi.com or its affiliates. The Bellator Christi podcast is a production of bellatorchristi.com and is protected under Creative Commons copyright. All rights reserved. The theme song is Crucified, written by John and Kayla Lemonese, performed by Crosby Lane, and produced by Mansion Entertainment. Be sure to visit bellatorchristi.com and subscribe so that you can receive all the articles and podcasts in your inbox for free. Catch us on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. For Brian Chilton, this is Burl Childers saying God bless, and we'll see you the next time as we enter into the arena of ideas. Crucified.